Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Conor Lawler. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news and just generally having a bit of a chit chat about everything to do with film. As always I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean. I mean, Sean, have you turned your mic on this Monday? Wouldn't it be, it's, yeah, well, I did, I stayed silent, so wouldn't it be great? Uh... You <laughs> The beauty of that is... For a second, I was like, oh no! See, we're doing it over the phone as well, so I could have just like yeah. dropped out for a second. But I was yeah, actually... could have. I was subverting expectations, Connor. Oh, comedy is... You know, comedy is a unique thing. Sometimes it just doesn't work, and sometimes <laughs> it doesn't also work. Wait, so then what just happened then? Because that clearly worked. <laughs> Okay, um, Sean, as we said, last Monday we tried to record this Movie Mondays, the mics failed us, so we had to do a special Tuesday-Monday episode, don't ask us logically how that works, it just did. But now, this week, we're back again with all of the week's news. We have hot goss coming out this week. Are we a goss pod now? I think we're a goss pod, we're just here for slander and rumours, as always, but... Um, mostly this week actually there's a lot of DC news so I've kind of tried to spread that out but this week we're starting with a bit of Marvel news but it's something we actually talked about last week if we're going to be honest with the audience it is something we talked about last week that is in the lost tapes yes, forever but we have the memory um, of a goldfish so all these jokes will essentially be new <laughs> who said anything about jokes? I'm talking about strict just conversation here okay then hit me with the news and we'll see Okay, um, the Black Widow movie will pass the baton to Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova. So, this is the news that, of course, the Black Widow movie is coming out. Uh, it was originally out for, I think, May 5th, I think it was something like that. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, World Blew Up is all on fire. Yeah. They pushed everything back. Um, it's, uh, everyone keeps forgetting, but the whole world on fire. Uh, but um, So, they've pushed it all back, and of course, Black Widow still has to come out. At some stage. They did make I mean, it. They, can't just, they did make it. There was no point saying, here, look, lads, we'll just leave it. It'll be grand. Just call it um, a day. And the director came out last week, and he actually confirmed that the movie will be seen as a passing over of the, of the Black Widow uh, mantra um, to Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova, who is seen in the trailer as another one of the Black Widow spies. Um, she's trained up as well. So, what do you think of this? I do, actually, I do know your thoughts because you said them <laughs> last week. But please, let's have another discussion. Well, I've done a complete one eighty since last week. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I hate this. No, I actually think this is a really good and clever way of doing it. Um, mm. Because we've seen in the trailer, she's literally as good as Black Widow. Like she can fight the same. She's as tactically minded. The only thing she doesn't have is that Black Widow 
had her arc like from Iron Man 2 when we first met her as like this cold hard spy to Endgame where she was happy to die for her friends and family like and Jeremy Renner and Jeremy Renner which you know I wouldn't be happy to die for him but <laughs> she loves the Jeremy Renner app she's a big fan of her she's shut down now trolls got into <laughs> is it, it? yeah <laughs> okay but uh, now you can do a Black Widow you can, you can kind of do her not do her justice sounds like the wrong thing to say but you can explore more aspects of the character than they did with Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow and it's also, like, it's a really, I suppose, we always saying in movies in general, they recast these people. Like, Iron Man had that whole thing where they recast Rhodey. And so, this is like a weird way of recasting without recasting. You kind of actually get the old person to pass it on. So, you kind of, you'll be ha- more happy to accept the new person. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, look, the, the legacy character, they said that this person's good. This is a comic book trope for years and years and years. Exactly. People take up and drop mantles all the time like mm. and it and it is a passing of the torch and it might go back to the way it was you know in the future that's a lot harder to do with actors who actually age but yeah but actually nowadays they can just de-age them tom hanks is going to be 50 forever tom hanks is going to be the next iron man yeah uh, <laughs> you know what? i'd watch that i would watch that just to see what would happen he's too nice he's too nice he's too a nice iron man would be a lovely movie wouldn't it, it would it work i would just well like would it just be uh won't you be my neighbor <laughs> he's, he's just always in a cardigan and like the world's blowing up around him he's like guys can we not just love each other i don't understand he's got a good point you know What's going on? we should all love each other just- <laughs> Damn, he's done it. Thanos is like, you know what? <laughs> You've raised a good point, Tom Hanks, the nicest man in the world. <laughs> Actor Tom Hanks playing a role. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, this Florence Pugh thing, I mean, it goes where I say Florence Pugh is one of the best actresses working, one of the best young actresses working in Hollywood these days. Like, I'm pretty sure she was nominated for an Oscar last year for Little Women. Yeah. Did she get the nominee for that? She did. Um and I just think, like, she has proven time and time again that she is a very good actress. And Marvel would be crazy not to want to keep this woman. Because if you have Scarlett Johansson going out, you need someone to come in to replace that. And, oh, wow, what do we have this just on our lap? Oh, look, one of the best young actresses in Hollywood. You know what? Let's just write another movie for her. <laughs> you know, we've nailed this. Yeah, and I like, I think if you have Florence Pugh, you don't get her for... 90 minutes of a movie like absolutely you utilize her like she's amazing it's like losing a tenor and then finding another tenor in your other pocket oh fuck yeah <laughs> what is I would lo- it's really good i would love if because we have probably my favorite villain of all time uh taskmaster is also in black widow i would love if taskmaster survived like they don't do the marvel thing of killing off the villain in the movie um, I would love if Taskmaster survived and became like this foil to the new Black Widow. But I, I think you can't have Taskmaster around. I think they're going to have to kill him. He's too powerful. I mean that. I mean this with the most respect to the Mister Master himself. <laughs> but the the Master of Tasks, fair play to him. But I think he's too powerful. But Taskmaster's whole power, if anyone doesn't know, is that he learns. Every time he loses a battle or every time he sees someone fight, he learns and gets better and learns their moves and just adapts them into his own repertoire. And I think if you keep him around for more than two movies, he becomes too, too powerful and nobody will be able to stop him. Wouldn't that be great, though, if that if he was like... I'm not saying make him the next Thanos. <laughs> you're Thanos. You're thinking Taskmaster Thanos. No, but like... Make him maybe Ultron level of a villain. Actually, maybe that's even too far. Just, just. Ha- yeah, I think I think you just love Taskmaster. I just think he's class. <laughs> he's really cool. But like, as I said, I think you're gonna have to. The only way you'd beat him at that stage, if it takes two movies or more, if he fights more than one hero, then he becomes more powerful every single battle. And so you have to get rid of him as fast as possible. Otherwise, I mean, short of a nuclear bomb, I don't know if you're going to be stopping him. Yeah, he, it's... 
you, I get you have to beat Taskmaster by being cleverer than Taskmaster, mm. and maybe that is what this movie's about. But I absolutely think Taskmaster is going to kill. Actually, no, the, uh, I don't want to say it because. He's. I think we've watched the trailer twice, and I'm pretty sure we've already called it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so maybe somebody has to listen to that. But yes, Taskmaster, I'm sure, will have blood on his hands. Yes. Um, perhaps David Harbour's think... blood. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're not giving away names, <laughs> but maybe somebody with the initials DH Ooh. might be killed. David Hasselhoff. I'm not David Hasselhoff he's going to come back in like guys I'm Nick Fury again and then they shoot him no um, and so yeah Florence Pugh will be replacing not replacing replacing is the wrong word but she will be taking over the mantle of um, the Black Widow name I suppose in future movies and I think this very much like this shows an even brighter future for Marvel because they do have to rebuild. Like It's a whole sports analogy, but you have this great team. Say there's this great sports team and everybody's 27. They're all eventually going to get to, say, mid-30s and older. And then the best teams normally replace those people with like younger people that are just as good. And that's the hardest thing in the world to do that transition. And Marvel are in that weird area now where they've won the fucking... they won the cup... Avengers Endgame and now they have this team that are all kind of getting on a bit and they're like we're going to have to replace them so they're bringing in the younger newer generation and I yeah. think if you have Tom Holland coming in and you have Florence Pugh you still have um, Black Widow or Black Panther there as well like that's a fairly strong lineup that you're getting rid of Iron Man Captain America but you're bringing these people in that hopefully will be strong enough to replace them yeah and because do you remember at the the end of Age of Ultron, there was that shot at the end with, quote-unquote, the new Avengers. Yeah, they were not good. It was such an odd hodgepodge of characters. And we all thought, oh, is that is that what we have now? <laughs> That's literally it. But, like, now there's fucking a billion Avengers, so we're who, grand. Who was it? It was, Scar- it was Scarlet Witch, Falcon. Vision, um, Cap and Vision. Black Widow. Oh wow! And, that sorry, is the chemistry. and War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> war Machine. Fuck off, War Machine. Boom! You looking for this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think they needed to replace these people, and like you might as well. Marvel have all the money. Just get all the best actors and actresses in the world, and just bring them in and pay them seventy million dollars per movie. Yeah, that'll make them act well. Yeah, I, I think money does make people act better. I don't know the rules, but I'm pretty positive. I, 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 I've run my own studio. We've got, we've gone bankrupt. <laughs> I just kept throwing money at problems, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, Black Widow will be coming out now, November sixth, twenty twenty. So um, look forward to that. I hope I hope Florence Pugh is great in it because I the worst thing could be like, oh, she has nothing on Scarlett Johansson. She'll never be able to replace her. I mean, it's about the same character, really. It really is. Like it's they're, they they have the same powers and largely the same backstory. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're moving on to something that is quite ludicrous in more ways than one shot. That is actor ludicrous. Oh. We have accidentally confirmed that Fast and Furious 9, or Fast 9, if you're down with the kids, goes to space. Ah, here. <laughs> right, you, you can talk for a little while. I'm just going to check out of this particular story. Just, you're just gonna have a glazed look, staring out a window like, what the fuck? Well, look, the Fast and Furious movies—they have a history of, you know, being bigger and bolder with every single one that comes out. And so now, number nine is coming out. How do you top the last? The last movie had was the last movie the one that ended on the snow a nuclear explosion went off and they protected Vin Diesel by parking cars around him. And that are ultimately full of petrol. So logically, that would be possibly quite a weak way to protect him. Flammable, flammable um, petrol. F- <laughs> Petrol's normally quite flammable. And the last one before that was when the car park fell on him. Oh, yeah, um, that and was he a walked classic. that off. He, just <laughs> he walked it off. <laughs> Look, what can you do? But where do you go from there, Sean? You've got nuclear bombs, you've got car parks to uh, man's greatest enemy, <laughs> car parks. And so. 
They've gone now. Well, they haven't confirmed it, but Ludacris was in an interview with Sirius XM, and they were kind of just throwing things at him, like, "Where can Fast Nine go from here?" And somebody said, um, "What about space? Like, what could you go to space?" And he said he did not say no. Um, he very much was, he didn't confirm anything, but he strongly hints that the interview was definitely. It definitely onto something. So, Sean, can we see Fast and Furious crew against Alien? I'm just throwing it out there. Hollywood, hire me. Alien versus family. <laughs> Alien versus La Familia. Oh, Jesus. They might do it, you know. I wouldn't want to pass them, because it will make money, is the thing. Yeah, because these Fast and Furious... I think Fast and Furious 7 is in the top 10 gross movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those weird facts that like it has no right to be there. What are you talking about? It's one of the greatest movies ever. It's uh mm, hmm. <laughs> Can't agree with you there, buddy. No, look, I will say that the Fast and Furious movies are terrible. But for some reason they get a pass because they know they're terrible. And I don't know why, but like if you just walk in and you're just I'm going to throw, turn off my brain and we're just going to have a watch of this movie. Like, you have to just figure out that everybody in the movie is a superhero for some reason. They all have superpowers because none of them can die except for Han, but now Han's back to life. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but I think space is the next frontier for this crew. Um, and Ludacris might be the best actor on the crew, so I, I, I can't wait to see his powerful performance in space. I'm sure it will be a performance, and it might be in space. <laughs> the, the, those things I can grant you. <laughs> they are guarantees. The good and the, the little bit words in between are maybes. <laughs> that but he remains will be to be seen. <laughs> yes. And what is... See, have you seen any of the Fast and Furious movies? I still haven't watched the one that you bought me on DVD. Oh, come on now. I think that's seven. I think it, I it's it. one of the highest grossing movies of all time, Connor. Uh, what is it? Yeah, it's one of those it weird facts, you know. It's one of those weird facts. You're just full of them. Um, but, Sean, do you think this this fa- this movie franchise deserves to go to space? Can they drive in space? I'm just... I don't know. Yeah, can they drive in space? <laughs> I don't think so, because... Vin Diesel could. Like... I mean, Elon Musk put a car in space. So maybe there's that, that they have to go up and get that yeah. car. <laughs> it's just floating. And it's like a rescue mission. It's just like there's a car up there. <laughs> and no, Vin Diesel said, there's a car up there. And you're just like, what did he say? There's a car up there. I think he said there's a car up where? Oh, there, sorry, he said up there. All oh, right, yeah. Vinny, fair play to you. He just... He's a gravelly man. <laughs> He's an iron giant of a man. <laughs> he is. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, I think car floating in space, um, and then you have to have a break-in Mission Impossible style scene where they have to somehow get the car without setting off space alarms. But there's no reason for the space alarms. They're just there. Yeah, who's going to come up and get you in space? N- nobody can hear you scream in space. So I've read that before. Is it, unless it's like the Mars rover that they're trying to fucking jack. <laughs> they're adding NOS to the Mars rover. That literally, that could be it, you know. <laughs> you know what? I would like to watch Vin Diesel driving around Mars just fucking, he's doing drifting. Surely you can only drift on Mars. The gravity can Is it a to- Is it a Tokyo drift if he's on Mars? No. I don't think it's so. It's a Martian drift. No. It's it's a Martian drift. Call it Martian drift. Call it Martian drift, lads. If you call oh it Martian drift, I'll watch all the movies. <laughs> yeah. I would start from one in the same day and watch them all. Would, if you call it Martian, drift. I would marathon that shit. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so they are going to space for Fast Nine. I cannot wait to see the idiocy that follows. Um, just keep throwing people into the movie. Like they have John Cena coming back. Are coming in. Um, Sorry, Jason Statham's there. We haven't talked about this. Have you seen the thing that they did with John Cena and Bray Wyatt? The what? Did Bray Wyatt set up like a because? Sorry, for anyone who doesn't know, WWE <laughs> can't do. Um, they can't have audiences at the minute. Uh, 
So yeah. in one of their uh, WrestleManias, uh, not WrestleMania, so in one of their just uh, sh- weekly shows, they had this is this is a loose trade. Here we <laughs> they, go. Okay, they had a thing that Bray Wyatt, who's like Connor, can you explain Bray Wyatt in like five words? Oh, weird, uh, big dreadlocks, weird again, big. Excellent. He's that kind of dude, <laughs> and he's a cultist. And he trapped John Cena in like this weird fucking Blues Clues children's playhouse room. And it, then at like he goes through this whole thing, and then at the end of it. It's all in darkness, and Bray Wyatt kicks the shit out of John Cena. Because, and here's the thing: John Cena, prior to this, had said, "I will put an end to the the most overhyped wrestler of all time." And then, as Wyatt is beating the shit out of John Cena, those words play in the background, and it's a fever dream, and I'm obsessed with it. It's no. There is nothing funnier than hearing you describe this to me. This is amazing. Also, this is Movie Mondays. Nothing to do with any sort of wrestling in any you way. You mentioned Cena. I did. I mentioned John Cena. That is the trend you're going with here. But I'm, I'm fascinated to hear your thoughts. We will wait until we stop recording. And you will... will talk, I'll give you a talk through and figure out what's going on here. But I know what you're talking about. Um, anyone who wants to watch it, it's probably on YouTube. Uh, yeah, it's weird John Cena You won't be able to see him in it You know what I mean Oh because he's always waving his hand Yeah he's just Does always, he ever do that in the Fast movies <laughs> Oh yes he will It'll be very like Expendables I think I think it's very similar In that They know What the audience wants Yeah So like Chuck Norris is in the Expendables movie But he's like Giving thumbs up Right It's, it's pure meme fodder Yeah um, okay, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. Bray Wyatt defeats jo- no, <laughs> um, Warner, Bro- <laughs> Warner Brothers is developing a Constantine movie f- or film with Justice League dark tones, and this is linking into another story we have that they are also producing a Zatanna movie at DC and Warner Brothers. These are two rumors that Warner Brothers are working on these, but Sean, this would very much link to me or show to me that they are hoping to do a Justice League dark film if they're bringing in these two characters so John Constantine is a sarcastic British detective man who talks to dead things true and Satana is a magician who's far too powerful who's really powerful yes Um, we covered her on Hero Zero on Friday yeah so like first of all we got a Constantine movie uh, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not against them making any of these movies. Do you think Justice League Dark can happen in the current DCEU, if there is one? <laughs> I thought the Justice League Dark movie came out in 2018, boy. Holy, but God, <laughs> oh, he got them. <laughs> they don't like lights, filters. It's, filters all, it's always raining. Just dark, dark, gritty and rain. Um, no, I think that you should probably do a Justice League movie right before you move on to Justice League Dark. Now that's just that's just my thoughts. That I would probably get all your all your ducks in order, all your ducks in a row before you tackle Justice League Dark, which is very much a different team. Justice League Dark was set up as a way to counteract like magical villains mm. kind of thing. Um, so you have the Justice League who are there to fight the Joker and Lex Luthor, and Justice League Dark is there to fight all the wizards that do be turned up, trying to turn back time. More than you think. Because more than you think. And so Constantine, Constantine, John Constantine is there. He's in the team, and he, um, him and Zatanna actually have had a lot of romantic relationship on and off for several years in the comic books as well. So it would make sense that they develop both of these characters. But it is interesting that they're going this way, and the rumour why they're going this way is because, according to Dead Direct, J.J. Uh, Abrams will be producing the Constantine movie through his uh, Bad Robot Productions company. So, J.J. Abrams was linked to DC for a long time recently, and they didn't know really what project he was going to be working on. Um, they want him to come in to direct the Superman movie as well. But he's clearly, some, somewhere behind the scenes, JJ is fairly high up. That they want him involved. They looked at the 
number nine Star Wars, and they said, that's the guy. So that's all we need. That's the guy we need. <laughs> we need more of this. It would be classic DC to look at Star Wars eight or Star Wars nine and go, you know what? That's not actually that bad. It's not as bad as Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> fucking get that, that movie we made. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he will be developing and producing the Constantine movie. Um, and there's a similar report with the Zatanna movie that he could be involved in that as well. So, what are your thoughts on the whole Justice League dark and these two characters being the leading characters they're going to go with? From what I know of those characters, they're solid and well-rounded enough that you can do. A whole story with either or both of them. Um, I just, I I don't think this. Regardless of how good this movie does, I don't know that it'll do well at all. Um, just box office yeah. wise, because they're for as for as cool and as powerful and as important to stories as they are. They they don't have the most name recognition, and they're a hard fucking sell. To someone who doesn't already enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's very much... Like, Justice League Dark has really, really hardcore fans. Not hardcore, but you know what I mean? Like, it has a very vocal fan base. But it would not be a large fan base. Or as large as a Justice League movie. Of course it wouldn't. Like, Justice League has Superman and Batman. Yeah, two of the biggest characters of all time. Yeah, and so they're obviously going to have a bigger fan base. But... As you said, I think there is a fan base here, but I don't know if best bang for your book is to do these two projects. I mean, they might be cool things to have. There was a 2005 movie with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. That had Constantine. That was class. And, uh, and, <laughs> and also Matt Ryan, the actor, played Constantine. Like, they had the whole... He was in the Arrowverse um, and Legends of Tomorrow. That got cancelled, but he was great. He was, he was amazing like, as Constantine. Yeah, and so there is... Constantine is a character that, out of probably all of Justice League Dark, I would say that's the one you want to go with. And Zatanna would probably be my second choice of who you'd want to go with. Because they're very much trying to get a female-led movie going. Um, Superwoman, I think, or Supergirl has kind of been cancelled because of the whole Henry Cavill, is he out, is he in kind of thing. That's kind of pushed that back. he's back in now? Um, sorry? I think he's back in now. Yeah, no, I think I think he's back in now, but I I think they were going to start production, but then of course it I think it was like a year and a half of was he in or was he out, and then Batgirl Joss Whedon was attached to that, so not great on that end, no. <laughs> but um, and so they are kind of looking for now they did Birds of Prey and they're trying to really push Harley Quinn, but I think they want another project like you you can never have too many so. They, Zatanna would be probably your, one of your most popular female characters other than those if you're going to do it. Um, and she would be a character that you could, uh, I suppose, sprinkle in to the, ju- the ju- Justice League as well, because Zatanna's part of the Justice League and Justice League Dark. And so that could be your link between the two. Do they call themselves Justice League Dark in like the comics? Uh, as far as I know, yes. But I would not be that well read up on it. They, I mean, the comic books are called Justice League Dark. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, do they call themselves Justice League Dark when the Justice League has had one outing that arguably yeah, destroyed what? a small town <laughs> that's being remade? Yeah, like I just I don't I don't know how solid they are in in the it's not, universe. It's not a strong foundation. No, uh, much like the town that the Justice League destroyed. Mm, true, but you know they have. A, Where was that town? Uh, Eastern Europe somewhere. Eastern Europe, it's a, it's a very big place. It's in Eastern Europe. It's like when people are like, oh, it's in Asia. Well, like, <laughs> that's pretty big. Um, you're going to have to probably narrow that down a little bit. Yeah, the, but I'd, uh, look, I'd like this movie to do well. I don't know that it will. And I think if it's made with the same kind of uh, ethos and style as Justice League, I think it's going to absolutely tank. Hmm. But if they try and make it just its own thing, like, they're loosely connected to the DCU, but maybe like um, an Invisible Man kind of thing. Like, it's just a weird constant time movie. Now, I'm sure they did that in 2005, and it didn't really do that well. But I I think you should bring Matt Ryan back in and just have him play the character in the movie. Yeah, and, like, he was so good. So just bring him in and just... 
they don't have to be connected. People are smart enough to realise they can be different, but the same. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. People are pretty dumb. Everyone listen to this. Tickles shit. I don't believe oh, that. Oh, is, it, is, is this my god? Oh, it no, is on. It's going out live. Delete that, bro. Imagine, do you remember when we used to do live shows? Jeez. Yeah, that was, was, was a rough time. Yes. Couldn't swear. People put us on two live mics. Just said, go on. Just said, we trust you. Well, those mics were always yeah. on, at least. Yeah, they, they were. Oh, what a time to be alive. Mics were on. Um, Zatanna, I too think that you could have a good... She might be a better TV show, but then I don't know what budget for a TV show you could get to do her magic justice. If that makes sense, if you if you want to make it look good, yeah, like some of the some of the CW effects even are ropey as fuck. Mm, which makes sense. Like they're not going to get seventy million dollars to do an episode of Arrow. No, probably not, because uh, that show's mm. off the air now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I'm so out of loop on that. Uh, the Flash is still going, isn't it? Yeah, and so is uh, Supergirl. Is Legends of Tomorrow still? I on? think so. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, enough. that's all the all the that woman, that woman has lost that woman. Uh, she was recast. Uh, yeah, but yeah, different Batwoman by Fl- Florence Pugh. Florence, Florence Pugh, Pugh is, is just taking on all yeah. the new roles now. She, she's fucking. She's this hardest working woman. Busy bee. Um, we're, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Jude Law, who has come into one of another another Disney live action remake of a movie that has already had two live action remakes shot I know you're clamoring for it but Jude Law has been cast as Captain Hook in Disney's Peter Pan live action remake yes we're back again with the remake Sean what are your thoughts of all of them I'm the least mad about Peter Pan I think because I because we've already seen it because we've already seen it I also think that uh, the, the live action remakes are better than the animation. What? Yeah. Oh, you mean Peter Pan? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. No, not in general. Not the Hugh Jackman one. No. <laughs> so you're saying Aladdin or Lion King, the live action is way better than Lion King? No, the no, no. Just solely the Peter Pan universe okay. is better in live action. Are you just are you just thinking of Robert Williams at Hook? Yes, Hook is fantastic. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Because you know, I gotta, I gotta respect that because I agree. Um, but the animated Peter Pan movie came out in 1953, so they are going to be doing a live action of that movie. Is there a market for this? Because at least the other live action remakes had a bit of, I don't know what's the word. Like they had a bit of shine because they'd never been done. Before. Uh, yeah, I think there was a like, bit of novelty to them. Yeah, novelty was the word I was looking for. Yeah, they they had novelty to them, but. Peter Pan has been done to date in the last 10 years or 15 years. Yeah, I'm... I don't know. I, like, I have not seen any of the live-action remakes. So I probably will add this... Of any of them. them. So I probably will add this to the list Mm. of not seeing the live-action remakes. But... There There was one in 2015. Of Peter Pan? Yeah. Which one was that? (laughs) Um, he played Garrett Headland played Hook in the the Villainous Pirate in 2015's Pan, which also had Hugh Jackman. In it. Oh, oh, I didn't see that one. Uh. Yeah, there's one. There was been one in 2015. Uh, there's a Robert Williams one. There was one from 2007, maybe. Hmm, like it's I, of all of them. I think I don't know. There's something about Peter Pan. I just think it's. It's fine to do in live action, who cares, kind of a thing. Mm, yeah. And Jude Law, an incredible actor. Yes, and I'm sure I'd, uh, to see him as a pirate would be class. Yeah, I mean, I think he would be... He's also, if he's Hook, he's evil, and we've seen him in Captain Marvel, that he is a good, he's a good villain. He is, and I'd love to see him do the kind of panto villain that Captain Hook is. Just like, oh, like over the top, completely? just larger than life and fucking dastardly evil kind of a thing. 
the one thing I um I noticed in Captain Marvel is he's got good evil eyes. I was just thinking about the eyes. Like, yeah, he he's just got he's just stared at like when he in Captain Marvel I was looking at him like there's evil in those eyes. <laughs> That's good acting. He he's made his eyes look bad as well. Good stuff. <laughs> like I I I I would rather this than the Lion King remake. Put it that way. Uh, yes, I think the Lion King remake. See, I I like a remake that isn't just a shot for shot remake. Yes, uh, and but all, but but that's why Hook was great because it wasn't the same story as Peter Pan. I think you could re re release that 2015 movie Pan and nobody would under, nobody would know the difference. No, they'd just be like, oh, who's Hugh Jackman's in a new movie. Oh, is he? Oh, jeez, I haven't seen it. That, nobody's seen that fucking movie. I didn't oh, know it came out. Yeah, no, I did. Um, but check on check on uh, your your Google there. How much money did Pan make? Uh, how did Pan... Pan's Labyrinth. The, so, no, not Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, not the movie Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, Pan movie. I assume... Yeah, 2015 film starring Hugh, Hubert oh, Jackman. Hubert Jacked Man. A huge jacked man, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was made for a budget of $150 million. Holy shit, and that's a lot of money for a movie nobody remembers. In the box office it made $128.4 million. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. That's, I think you'd call that a flop. I <laughs> someone's like doing the maths like oh fuck that's less oh I know for a fact oh, no. that's less oh I don't even need a calculator I don't even have to do it in my head just looking at those numbers that looks less <laughs> like oh, how do you come back from that how do you look at that and say let's make another one <laughs> how do you look at that and go there's a market for this So the people are clamouring for it they're, they're clamouring for another one. Um, I, I, I remember distinctly like seeing that and going, oh, Hugh Jackman's in it, and then walking past it and never thinking about it again until this very moment. Little did you know. <laughs> yeah. Little did I know that nobody, everyone else had the same reaction. Jesus. Okay, let's see, um, let's see how the new one goes. Um, Jude Law, good pickup though. Uh, ho- hopefully they pick up uh, some other standout actors and actresses for their roles because I think you're going to need it yeah, you, uh, to get a bit of star power and going. you got to cast like a good kid actor for Peter Pan Florence Pugh Florence Pugh oh Hugh Jackman oh Michael B. Jordan <laughs> Michael B. Jordan he could do it he has range the man has range um, we're going to move on to a rumour shot. I know we don't deal with rumour and slander here, but this rumour particularly caught my interest. Um, and that is something very similar to what we were talking about earlier on in regards to DC, Justice League, Dark. Well, Warner Brothers is poised, rumoured to be poised, to reboot the Justice League with a rebirth film. Sean. <laughs> but, but we're... Yes. Which, now, mm, hang on. So, which Justice League is this? Is this the one that Zack Snyder's doing, or is it the original Justice League that Zack Snyder did? <laughs> Are they not the same thing? No. Uh, the Justice League. This Justice League is going to be a complete new reboot. But who's playing it's Superman? It's going to be a Justice League reboot. Who's Sorry? playing Superman? Uh, it's not safe. Cavill, isn't it? They're going to do Cavill. It's it. We don't know. We don't know. Um, all we know is that they are hoping... It's a rumour that they are hoping... They're looking into the possibility of redoing a Justice League rebirth film. Now, they've rebirthed the Justice League many times in the comic books. Every 10 or 15 years. They just do like... this. Like The most famous one I can think of is Grant Morrison in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, when he like did his own, he you just do Justice League number one and just start again. Oh fuck! And you just you just yeah, and so you just do like every everything before it is kind of canon, but not really. It's like its own story, um, and so they could do a Justice League rebirth film, but I think you're going to have to cast everybody new. Now you could use Robert Pattinson technically, 
Because he's already in as Batman. That's true. Um, and then, so you're already one down. I don't know, do you bring in Gal... Do you keep going with Gal Gadot? Or Gal Gadot? Like... Do you bring in Jason Momoa? But, uh, like, if 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 the, when the new Wonder Woman comes out, and then are they immediately just going to be like, ah, now there's a new Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> do Jason Momoa... If you're, you're doing the trench at some point, lads... Mm. Like. The trench, everyone's favorite. I am looking forward to the trench the most of all. As of how do you think? Like, is Zachary Levi back as Shazam? I suppose you could cast Zachary Levi in as Shazam because he has not been seen to be connected to anybody else. Yeah, and you could you could have Zachary Levi as Shazam. Then you got Robert Pattinson as Batman. Uh, then it gets a bit murky because. Like, you still have the whole confusing scenario of you've rebooted half the universe, but not the other half. Um, is the Pattinson Batman, which is 25 years younger than the other Batman? You can't even say it was just a recasting, because he did he lose 25 years as well? Yeah. I, like, I, I, I honestly don't think that, like, a younger Batman and an older Superman would be an interesting dynamic. No, you need them to age together. Although Superman doesn't really age, but you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, But that's what I mean, is that they've always done that, so why not try it different? Do you get me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose you could. If she wants um, to be wrong, Sean. It... <laughs> no, but, like, you, you could. I just think the whole thing needs to be cleared up. Like, I think they're just throwing shit. Like, if they do a rebirth, I think you kind of have to just make sleep in the bed you made here. Like, you've kind of made this problem yourself, and you can't just go, well, we'll just move that to the side and we'll start again. Because you kind of already have a built-in Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and that Flash movie that might be coming, is coming out, because Keaton is now involved in it. So, I don't I don't understand why they would start again, but this is, this is a rumour that I felt like we need to talk about, because if they do this, I think it might be a silly idea, unless you're recasting everybody. Yeah, and I think they do. I think they just need to hold a press conference someday and just be like, "This is what's real." <laughs> this, this is what's real. Everyone, go with us. Um, okay, so we're going to move on to something that I thought might interest you, Sean. And that is the Fantastic Four in the MCU. Now I know Ooh. you're a big Marvel fanboy. You're just you're nonstop yapping about how much you love Marvel. Well. Another person that loves Marvel is Marvel's science advisor, Sean. He comes in, Clifford Johnson. He's a British theoretical physicist, and Marvel bring him in as a way to help logistics-wise on how this all works. Right. To, gi- to give it some sort of logic Like have it based in reality kind of thing. Yeah. And he says that the Fantastic Four needs Black Panther's help to join the MCU, in his opinion. Um, he says Wakanda and the Fantastic Four should connect at the, be- the beginning, and I know how to do it, oh. he says. I think it would be a cool wink to the comics and another way to show diversity in science to have the entry point of the Fantastic Four into the Marvel Cinematic Universe happen because Shuri and the Wakandans discover them in some extra dimension and bring them into the MCU. And then he says, if they call me, I'm willing to go to town on that. (laughs) Oh, this guy is a dude. I love him. I just thought, Sean, you would want to know about this. What are your thoughts? That's a genius idea. Like, because it doesn't make sense for, at at this point in the MCU, for the Fantastic Four to suddenly begin. So if you can just, if you can haul them out of a dimension where they've already existed for some time, then why not? Like, because then you have you have all the characters are developed, and then it's just you're bringing in four new characters. You're not establishing four new characters. And I'm not telling Marvel and Kevin Feige what to do, but if you're bringing them in from another dimension, it would be a way to get Chris Evans back into the fold. I mean, he's not doing anything else. <laughs> just to recast him as Human Torch. And imagine he got out, and they're like, "We're bringing you back, Chris. We're bringing back the <laughs> original back Fantastic in. Four team." Johnny Storm, he's back involved. 
I I don't think that'll happen. Uh, no, I but but I like the idea of Shuri being the one to bring the ball in. Yeah, because she's canonically the smartest person in the MCU. Mm. So, and and the Wakandans have the technology. Exactly. Now I don't know if they have extra dimensional technology, but it's very easy for them to get it. You just write it that they get it now. I literally write those words on a script and hand it over, and you're just like, oh, jeez, we have it now. Fair play. Yeah, like, I and maybe it's in collaboration with others. Like, it's not just sure he was tinkering around in the bedroom and discovered a portal to another dimension. Like, have it be, oh, the Wakandans have been working on interdimensional travel for decades, and sure he cracks it or something like that. And, like, just imagine a seed. Like, Shori cracks it. She goes into the extra dimension, and the people they bring out, the first person through the portal John is John Krasinski. Krasinski. John Krasinski with Grey at his temples, oh. and Emily Blunt behind him. And uh, Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Michael Chiklis <laughs> and Michael B. And Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, of course. And they'll say, didn't you try to take over Wakanda one time? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> Killmonger? Is that you? Not you. Not you. Uh, no, I, I think, I think you, I think if they bring him into Marvel, Krasinski blood does has to be the way they go. Surely. Oh, you're you're at this p- point. I think the internet will really tear into anyone else, and I don't think that's a reason to do mm. anything. But I also want them to do John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. The only other one I'll accept is if they do Chickless and Jamie Bell, same team. Oh, together at last. <laughs> together. But Chickless is playing Sue Storm. Oh, okay. And Bell is, Bell is playing Johnny Storm. Bell is Mr. They're Fantastic. Brothers. <laughs> Bell is Mr. Fantastic. I, I just want to see Chickless and Bell. Say, and the two of them look at each other like, wow, we are strong. <laughs> we are we really are big guys. Uh, you know what's sad is I see Jerry Bell on the Graham Norton show and he's a lovely man like he's just he seems really sound like he's just chill. he's very well adjusted and, I think from like because he was Billy Elliot and everything from like when he was what 10 yeah. maybe and so he's been in that limelight for all those years and he seems really down to earth and really just chill and then he got cast as Ben Graham and everyone just rose to <laughs> yeah. for ages us included <laughs> Yeah, but he's just... Sometimes casting is just not good. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and look, I do think it will be class if the end credit scene of Black Panther 2 was like Shuri opening up a portal and John Krasinski popping out. Because that's all you'd need. You'd need no words. Oh, boys. Everyone would just yeah, get Yeah, and then you have, you have literally a whole new team just involved there. And you also have them in Wakanda. They don't understand this universe. Maybe in their place. I mean, it, they, are they a set-up team? Would you like them to come in as, like, their famous? As the Fantastic Four in their universe? Maybe. But I also think it could be interesting if... Because there were rumours, kind of towards the release of Endgame, that the next villain was going to be Annihilus. Um, mm. Who... Annihilus is this... He grew from like a single cell organism and he feared dying so he just became like a tyrant and killed everything in his path uh, so he would never die. And mm. he, he resides in the negative zone um, which is somewhere you can go from all dimensions. And so I think it would be really cool if Fantastic Four lost to Annihilus in their original dimension got trapped in the negative zone and sure he found them. And so oh shit! Now that, like that's is that not Jake Gyllenhaal in Spider Man Far From Home it's as well? Very like, similar. It's the same logic. Yeah, and I don't think that's a bad story arc either. Like I would also no. like if they told Peter Parker this and he immediately distrusted them. <laughs> yeah, he's just staring John Krasinski over, just looking at him like, "What are you I've hiding?" Heard this before. Huh? This is these. This is all fake. None of this is real. Don't listen to them, Shory. Don't listen to them. And he's just like Tom Holland freaking out in the background. <laughs> as sure he's like having a conversation with them. He's like running around like trying to punch the people. He thinks they're all fake. And he's like punching actual humans. Like he forgets he's not wearing the spider suit. And he just keeps whispering instant <laughs> kill. 
<laughs> Damn it! Fuck's sake! I don't trust him. Um, that man has been burned. It is like it would fuck with your brain. Oh, he's been through a lot. He got hit by a train. He's been through a lot. He did. Yeah, I don't want to go back to Holland. <laughs> don't trust him. Tom Holland. Um, Oh, good. Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and that is Power Rangers movie reboot. Details hint at entirely new team. Who gives a now, fuck? What are you talking about? So the Power Rangers movie came out in 2017. Recently. Reboot, and <laughs> recently again. And they brought in all this new, all these new actors. They were like, this is going to be the next big thing. And it was not great. It was... It was meh. Pretty shocking. Um, pretty... Ah, I wouldn't say bad. It was just meh. Um, and it kind of came and went without anybody... Without much hearsay. Um, and so... Now they're going to do another reboot of the Power Rangers. And they're going to cast another whole team. Sean, does this world need a Power Rangers movie? Like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Is it something that the world always needs to have at some point? I, I think it's one of those franchises... That you can just... Either you're real into it, and that's great if you are. But if you're not into it, you can flick it on or just... if you're, You know, it'll kill some time. Or you can just put a load of kids in front of it. And just be like, here, shut up for two hours. So mm. I think... And, and now, I think they're cheap enough to make in general. See, now you know me. I was a big Power Rangers guy. When I when I was when I was six, the Power Rangers were my life. Yes, of course. Um, and so, <laughs> and I've told this story before that <clears throat> we used to have, shockingly enough, a video store in this town. Ooh. And um, they used to they used to rent videos. It was, oh, was outrageous. <laughs> I went to one two three movies dot com and then I rented a movie. No, I you walk downtown and then you went into a store and possibly an old man. Gave you a video, <laughs> and you had to give it back to him possibly the next day or the day after. But he only had three Power Ranger videos, and I read the damn on a loop for about twelve months. Um, and it, they were good, but I've seen every single one of those episodes like a million and a half times. You know, when you're a kid, you just like rewatch it over and over again. Yeah, because um, you don't you forget. So I was. Yeah, you forget. It was very short memory. I was like, I don't know if they're going to get out of this. <laughs> I've seen 700 times watching it. Fuck, I think Ivan oozes. He kind of has to put the ropes here. <laughs> oh, fuck. Don't know how um, they're going to get out of her. But, but I watched the 2017's, 2017's Power Rangers, and I did not feel that much nostalgia for that. Like, it, I would be the, probably the target audience for this. Yeah, like a, a big and fan did, of the originals. And I did not, I did not feel... Uh, the same kind of oh wow yeah this is this is pretty cool but I think a Power Rangers movie can work guys they've cool outfits you've got a team and they all have like vague superpowers I don't know if they're super are they strong fast kind of in the suits but you have a budget a team of superheroes fighting a monster they're all the biggest movies in the world right now um, I think they can work but it needs to. It's weird. It it brings with it a lot of baggage if you're a Power Rangers movie. In what in what way? Just in terms of the, the name. Like oh. you heard Power Rangers and immediately you were just like, oh yeah, Power Rangers. But I think the Power Rangers could be a cool like if they came out now in a movie, you'd be like, This is a unique look on the whole like superhero thing, but it's just like five teenagers coming together. They all get powers. It's a very 90s thing, but look, let's go with it. Um, they all in- inexplicably lose two feet when they morph because they have to get the stunt doubles in. It's because the suits um, condense your muscles. <laughs> they condense the muscles. There's like, I think there's one or two scenes where Tommy is like the White Ranger and then he morphs and he's like 6'2 in normal height and then he turns into like 5'5". Five five. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, they are going to be doing a re a reboot of the Power Rangers movies. Now, the one thing that they say is going to make this stand out is that while a male character has often led the Power Rangers, the new film is said to be focused on casting a female main character. Um, so, in regards to just... They'll still have the five-person limit, but it'll... Or maybe it would be a, a slight expansion of the five-person limit, but it will be led by a female character instead. But I think... It, I mean, that's... Who cares? Go yeah, for it. Yeah, like... 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so they are going to be doing a reboot of the Power Rangers. I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm always interested for the first trailer. I want to see what the first trailer looks like. Yes, like, give it, give it, it just make, make the trailer as good as possible because the fir- the the trailer for Power Rangers 2017 was le- was really hated from what I remember. And that's the mm. trailer. That's meant to be like the best three minutes you can pull out of a movie. Yeah, and it just wasn't. It was. It didn't grab you. No. So just make a great trailer and lean into the superhero thing because that's that's what sells now. Yeah. Um, okay. So we are going to be finishing off Movie Mondays this week, Sean, with the Batman movie. Now, this is news that is actually pretty big. Um, and it is classic Warner Brothers, classic DCEU. The Batman movie will be launching its own film and TV universe upon its release. Yes. 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 What, the, what yes. are DC good at, Sean? They love establishing a universe and then filling it with wild and interesting adventures. <laughs> they love just skipping steps two to eight. Yeah. They just want to get straight to nine. <laughs> so that means that there's a bajillion villains in this Batman movie. They're all getting this. They're getting yeah. a, a Joaquin Phoenix style origin movie. Uh, what else? They're, they're, they'll set up Justice League again. The new one that they're doing. You have. You also have. Um, you also have Colin Farrell. He's playing the Penguin. I'm sure he'll want his own oh, thing. He, he You've demands got Zoe it. Kravitz. He demands that Zoe Kravitz is playing Catwoman. She could have her own thing. Uh, so what this all st- stemmed from is that the Warner Brothers, the Batman movie spinoff, will be on HBO Max. And it's going to be a new Batman universe that they're just specifically for Batman. Um, and there, I think it's a kind of case of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. style that... These will be on in the background, and hopefully they will link in. But I, I, I think if you have the Batman characters, that's going to be way more interesting than an Agents of Shield show. Yeah, Agents of Shield, you do not have to watch at all to get what's mm. going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so th- this is all stems from uh, Pattinson coming in as Batman after Affleck. Uh, then they were just like, oh, it might just be a recasting, but they've also got Jeffrey Wright in as Police Commissioner Gordon. Andy Serkis is playing Alfred Pennyworth. So they're taking over from J.K. Simmons and Jeremy Irons. So, like, this whole thing is brand new. Um, and so what they want is to set up their whole HBO Max universe there. That you can kind of go there and it's like a Batman-centric thing. And the first show they're going to be doing is going to be Gotham PD. Um, and so it'll be focused wow. on, I'm assuming, Police Commissioner Jim Gordon, but I don't Who know. Who historically um, cannot trust not- anyone that he works with. True. And is that not just the plot of Gotham? That is exactly... That's just Gotham is all. They're, they're just making that, but with Jeffrey Wright. Ah, but they said Gotham PD. Oh, of course. So it's a different show. It's got two letters, Sean. Like, okay, so it's, it's a police... Dra- Unless this is Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Batman. <laughs> I don't know if that there's an audience for that. See, the... Uh, uh, okay, so, if Robert Pattinson is Batman in this universe, okay? Yes. And this show is called Gotham PD. The only reason mm-hmm. Gotham PD gets anything done at all is because Batman helps them. So are you telling me... So Robert Pattinson's acting double time. Yeah, are you telling me Robert Pattinson is going to be featured in this as much as as Batman is featured in every instance of the Gotham Police Department doing anything? Maybe slightly less. I might say he will appear for the first episode. Or he'll appear in the last episode, but you'll just see his silhouette. (laughs) It'll either be first or last. He's not going to appear in any other fucking episode. It'll just it'll be Smallville, where at the end of yeah. you'll just see the back of the suit, and that's it. Which is ridiculous because I think Gotham PD is the most uninterest. It's the most boring way you could have got about this because we've spoken before that Spider-Man, Batman, 
are the two characters in comics known that they're they have a whole host of characters surrounding them that are incredibly interesting. There's a whole universe there that you could yeah. use, and Batman in, Batman in particular has the Bat Family, like. It's built in for fucking TV shows and sequels and cycles and just these things going on in the background while he's Batman because that's how the comic books work with Batman. Like Batman has a has its own line: Batwoman, Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin. They all have their own thing going on. And then when something big happens, say in a movie, they all come together in certain to try and save everybody. But Sean, this could lead to a Batgirl. And more importantly, a Nightwing TV show that isn't titled. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I, and that, look, that would be good. And at the risk of sounding like a Marvel fanboy here, um, mm. wouldn't it be great if characters from the movie went off and had, as you're saying, their own side stories in a TV show format? And then, as you said again, reform in the movie. But it sounds like they're just mm. trying to make shows themed around Batman and not have it connect in very many ways. In in regards to the Gotham PD kind of thing? Yes, and also, like, it's... Uh, what they're at now is... It's like the Netflix Marvel stuff was, is how I think it's going to go. Like, yeah, there'll be, there'll yeah, be comic oh, no. characters, but they will have no weight or impact at all into what's going on in the movies. Oh, don't say that. I would actually rather they didn't throw Nightwing in then. Do you get me? Like, And I think a Nightwing series of all of them possibly could work. I think that's the one way... That would be the one... That and Batgirl are your two, like, surefire ones. If you release the two, then people will watch them. Yeah, because Nightwing is better Batman. <laughs> He's nicer. He's nicer Batman. And he, people... There's a lot of people, uh, such as myself, who prefer Nightwing to Batman. And I think he's a more interesting character if he grows up on that. Obviously not in the Titans form, where he's just mad all the time in blue filters. But he's just... You need a different style of show. If you, if you have Batman in the movies, like that would be so good. If you have Batman in the films, and you have Nightwing and Batgirl and Robin having their own separate shows together, there is an audience there. Like The Bat family are probably one of DC's leading merchandise sellers. Like, they are the ones that drive a lot of Batman. That's the genius of Batman as a character, that, like, they realise that him by himself is not going to sell comic books, all the comic books, or he won't last. But if you build all these characters around him, and you build his relationships with all these characters, it adds so many more layers to him. Yeah, it like, through through the people he interacts with, he becomes more interesting. Yeah. I think I think, for example... Batman is more interesting when any of, say, if Nightwing and Batman are in the same room together, Batman is more interesting. Because they have this weird history of, like, he took him in as a ten-year-old, then they fucking hated each other for a while, and now they're like, weirdly, Batman kind of is like, you're your old man, I'm not going to interrupt. And he kind of looks at him as, like, a partner rather than as a, a sidekick. And... That's always, like, such an interesting formula. And then you also have, say, Batman and Jason Todd, who's Red Hood. Like, you, if you did a Red Hood mo- show, oh, I think people would watch I that. I would watch the fuck out of a Red Hood show. That, that's, like, that's, like, um, oh, what's the one from Marvel? Punisher. Uh, Punisher. I was going to say, I was thinking The Predator. I was like, <laughs> Punisher, yes. Um, so it would be very Punisher that he just goes around and picks people off. I don't know if they're ready for a Robin, unless you're going to do a Tim Drake. But even then, I don't know if... I think you probably have to start with Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood. Because there's already a Batwoman show. Yeah. See that? And where does all... What, what happens to all that then? So, yeah, the Batwoman show. You also have The Flash. So, is The Flash in this universe? The Flash has proven that it does open up different dimensions. So, The Flash could be used, the Flash TV show, or the movie, could be used to open up a universe in which all these characters are in it. Yes. Like, I don't know, I I don't, I think they've announced, they've done what they always do, and they've announced this before really thinking it through. Hopefully I'm wrong. (laughs) 
yeah, I think we fill in the gaps a lot of the time. Like we, I read this and I'm like, oh wow, I can't wait to see. Oh, little Dicky, little Dicky's gonna get his own show, and then I start and stop. As you say, and think about it, I'm like, logically, if Dick Grayson has his own show, will they keep throwing him into the movies, or will it be very like the Defenders that they have their own show and then Batman is just doing Batman's the cash cow in the movie form? Yes, like. Just think it through, that's all I ask. Mm. Uh, okay, so that is it for this week's Movie Monday show. What a week! It all um, recorded this week. Now, did it? I want to triple well, look, check the that. Did it, still did it record? I'm watching it here, so we're alright. I actually didn't click record, so I think we should say. I think again. we'll put out your recording from last week and my recording from this week. <laughs> Just complete opposite conversations. <laughs> They'll sync up somewhere, it'll be grand. So somewhere along the line, um, do you want to take? Yes, a thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you to all of our patrons over on Patreon who support us. Thank you all so so much: Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, and Ryan Evanson. You are all the best. You're all my favorite people in the world. Uh, I know I can only have one favourite but you're all my favourite mm. but you're all individual persons I'm so confused uh, <laughs> this is this is the worst show Connor, I've Connor you're alright too uh, who else is Yay! cool uh, Michael B. Jordan uh, I like just, him let's just, do, do you want to start some character assassinations Ooh, no I'd rather not is Mel Gibson back is no Mel don't back? bring Mel back <laughs> Um, so uh, as I say patreon.com series for our podcast or the link in the description if you want to support us over there um, you can also follow us on twitter at here's for higher pod the four is a number four facebook here's for higher podcast instagram here's for higher podcast or you can email us here's for higher underscore at outlook.com but the best way you can ever support the show is by telling one human being that we exist just a while I did it Connor I'm 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 incredibly <laughs> I, I'm so proud that you recorded the show. Well, I haven't pressed stop yet, so we'll see. <laughs> well, we'll see. So, yeah, I've, I've been kind of older. And I'm a proud guy. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>